This podcast is now streaming on the Accounting Influencers main show. Subscribe to the Accounting Influences podcast to listen to more content just like this. You can also watch this episode on YouTube. Please like and subscribe to learn even more from the very best experts, thought leaders and influencers in the accounting and fintech world. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents UK Matters in Accounting with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. Sponsored by Accountex. Welcome to the UK Matters in Accounting show with me, Rob Brown. I have Will Farnell with me. We are reviewing a very interesting piece on LinkedIn. And this is part of the Accounting Influencers Podcast Network. Five shows going out to the accounting and fintech world all over the nations, wherever you are. Welcome. Will Farnell, you are our guest interviewer today. Good to have you on board with us. Likewise, Rob. Uh, always good to uh, spend some time chatting chatting to you in, in various formats. Indeed. And Will, you're author of The Digital Firm. You are we're one of the first digital firms here in the UK. You've spotted in the news recently a piece by Ian Phillips, who's a UK head of partner sales at Zero, talking about the early adopters. What caught your eye about this? Uh, well, the first thing, Rob, I mean, the, the, the post that Ian put up was a, was a slide that, that Zero used uh, about five years or so ago. Uh, and it was this idea that early adopters come along and, and uh, the innovators and they capture the market, which creates challenges for those that are later to the party. And then you mentioned I wrote digital firms. So I wrote a digital firm in 2018. Um, and in that book, I made a number of comments around the accounting profession is going to be unrecognizable in five years time. Now, I can defend that by saying we're not at five years yet, but we're pretty close to five years. And it's disappointing that the accounting profession hasn't moved on in the way that I expected it would in 2018. And the thing that caught my eye about Ian's piece here is I talked a lot about adoption levels, even back in 2018, in terms of software vendors were telling us that that everybody was adopting the cloud and uh, people were coming on board in in their droves. And I didn't believe it. Uh, So I was talking in 2018 that my view was 20% adoption was as good as it got in terms of accounting firms that, that had really adopted cloud technology, But then it's a case of, and it comes up in LinkedIn post, what's adoption? So what do we mean? Are we talking about firms that have 50% of their clients using cloud accounting tools, 75%? Does it mean that they're just using a Xero, a QBO, a Sage? Or does it mean they're using those tools with a pre-accounting tool, a DEX, an auto entry or, or whatever? So whichever way you look at it, you've got this challenge of, well, we've, we've got a kind of try and say what what do we mean in terms of adoption for me I liked 75 percent for me if a client if a firm had 75 percent of their clients using a a cloud accounting tool then that's good adoption Uh, what we saw though is that lots of firms would have those technologies but they perhaps hadn't got bank feeds turned on they perhaps hadn't got a pre-accounting tool integrated to it so when we take the 20 percent that i believed and i would i would talk through numbers in terms of uh, percentage of small businesses in the uk that were using the technology compared to the numbers that the vendors were saying were their subscriber numbers and we have to take those with a pinch of salt because any accounting firms listening to this will know that accounting firms will buy up 
licenses that are undeployed which count in those subscriber numbers so we have to caveat and be a little bit careful about the numbers we're using but the point was that even at 20 percent adoption my view was that actually if we looked at those firms that had actually got it right in terms of building the processes adopting the new business models that cloud accounting tools require that goes down quite significantly. Um, so at the time I was talking about 5%. So I thought 5% of the UK market were probably doing what I defined as a digital firm in 2018. Where it gets really interesting and why this slide was so relevant to me is that I've been out on stages again this year and I've been talking about adoption levels again. And the level that I've been talking about is 20% adoption which kind of seems a bit weird given that's what I said five years ago. I think what's happened is I was way too ambitious five years ago uh, in terms of the numbers that, that I was talking about in 2018. Well, I want to quiz you, Will, on, on what happened with your predictions, but uh, we'll put the link to this piece into the show notes. Uh, but Ian Phillips says, depending on how you define adoption, so he's bringing up with your case thereof, there are very uh, different interpretations of that but he, he says here i have a few clients on cloud-based accounting software it's got to be a bit more than that hasn't it adoption totally and and i think that's the point and, and for us as a as a business in terms of final clark my core business we've used technology as a usp for the best part of 15 years the challenge for us now is that you go to any accounting firm website so i'll say hey we do cloud accounting um but do you really you've only got to look at some of the comments in that post where people say we've taken on work from big firms that that haven't put year-end journals into zero they haven't locked periods all of this kind of really basic stuff so it's what do we need to be what do we need to be doing and um, how do we as a as a firm continue to differentiate that that we've been doing this technology thing for 15 years and the firm down the road kind of clicked onto it two years ago how do we differentiate our knowledge experience expertise for that to continue to be uh, a usp and actually i think there's a bigger topic there in terms of we're very close to the point where any accounting firm in the uk could go out and they could buy exactly the same technology that we have in our firm they could they could adopt our processes because i've spent 10 years telling people what our processes are on on sessions like this and on webinars so where does a differenti differentiator come for, for firms generally when there's a level playing field for tech? Um, and it's a bit of a clue into to kind of where my, my discussion goes now, where I'm talking about the concept of the human firm and actually the different differentiator, I say that too many times, I can't get my tongue around it anymore. Um, the differentiator for firms is actually the people and that's the people in their team, but equally the the engagement the relationship they have with their clients on the other side of that people um kind of sphere that we're looking at so there's clients understanding client needs providing client insight but also thinking about how you engage your your own people to deliver the level of expertise and experience that clients today expect that's a whole new topic will we will dive into that but but going back to your prediction uh, 2018 you wrote the digital firm 2018 the classic early adopters slide came out from gary turner at this presentation that he's talked about in this post and uh 
it is interesting that he talks about NTD as muddying the waters, these regulatory forces. Is that a factor in why adoption has been so slow? I mean, why else might you've got your predictions a little bit wrong? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, we were expecting MTD. And at the point that, that I wrote the digital firm, the announcement had just been made that, that MTD was being pushed back. But prior to that, I was I was on stages around the country and, and I, I used a, a sentence that basically said, MTD is a once in a generation opportunity for us to fundamentally change what we do and how we do it. And the best bit of all is we get to blame it all on HMRC. <laughs> and, and I think we're, we're back there now. But I think the fact that it was pushed back and, and even the MTD for that bit was diluted because kind of almost at the last minute, HMRC came along and said, actually, we talked about digital links, but now it's kind of OK for you to use a spreadsheet and bridging software. And, and it, it just kind of gave everybody that get out of jail card. So I think I think that slowed uh the the adoption but equally what we saw with covid is that if the catalyst is big enough accountants and bookkeepers can do incredible things they can make change fundamental change in a very short period of time so where are those catalysts going to come from to get people to make this tech adoption because if we wait for the point that everybody starts losing their clients because they're going to the firm down the road that can do the cloud tech bit, uh, we're going to be waiting a long time. Well, this is an argument, isn't it? Martin Bissett, my co-host, says this quite often, is that accountants as a breed are generally not open to changing unless it's mandated by law or regulation or policy because they're quite comfortable doing what they've been doing. Exactly. And I think the mandation is where MTD provided the, the catalyst. Um, but equally, it's those other forces that are outside of their control. And we saw that, we saw that, very much with with COVID. Um, and it did push the dial, particularly around remote working. And if we take remote working as a as an example, and I know we're going off topic from Ian's point, but it's it's the ability of firms to change when they have to. And if we think about a multi-partner firm, I don't know, it's a 10-partner firm, how long would it have taken that firm to make a decision that they were going to to work fully remote? Um, for their team. It, it would have been years if it had ever been made at all. The pandemic showed a lot of agility from accountants that we didn't think they had and that to be applauded for. So I think it's it's where are the catalysts going to come from? But it's it's disappointing we need catalysts. Um, but the risk to, to firms and, and kind of following on some of the comments in, in that post is that we're going to get to a point where clients are going to drive it because we've seen the generation shifts. We know that the majority of our client base now is millennial or Gen Z um, entrepreneurs, business owners that have grown up digitally native. So they're going to be coming to us in terms of we've seen this. We know that I've got an app on my phone for this in my personal life. Why haven't I got an app on my phone for this in my business life? So we've got to get smarter. We've got to get wiser. The key thing here is that if you take my 20% number, whether it's right or wrong, whether it's right or wrong in 2018, whether it's right or wrong now, um, I still believe firmly that, that we're, we're at that level right now. What that means is the opportunity is massive and the opportunity is there. And that slide talks about the profit opportunity for innovators and early adopters. And I still talk to firms now that are getting on this journey and I start to talk to them about the opportunity that exists and that the majority are not doing what they're doing. So there is a massive profit opportunity for, for any firm to think about using technology 
rethinking their process, rethinking their business model to make a fundamental difference now to the profitability of their own business, but also making huge impact in the lives of their clients, which ultimately is what we're, we're here to do as accountants and advisors. Fantastic stuff, Will Fandel. Thanks so much for your time and your insights today on the UK Matters in Accounting Show. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents UK Matters in Accounting with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. Sponsored by Accountex.